Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Heather Box is an amazing woman. She is someone that I've come to really admire. She teaches people how to cultivate stories and tell their stories, tell their truths, tell what's truest to them so that they can impact not only their world, but the world of so many other people and really support the mission and the vision that they have to move that forward. And so we're gonna dive deep today about really standing in your truth and your truest form. So here we go. Welcome to the episode, Heather. So happy to have you here today. Yeah, so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And so something that I ask everyone that's on this podcast show is, you know, what does being a goddess really mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question because I'm not sure that when I'm thinking in my own head, I ever think, oh, I'm a goddess, <laughs> right? Like, that's <laughs> not what I, the word that I use for myself. What I believe in is that we all really have divine power and that our ability to express that in our lifetime is our purpose. I find that expressing what you feel like is most uniquely you. For me, when I express the things that are most uniquely me, that make me feel the most alive is when I feel the most in touch with God or maybe the goddess energy. Yeah, and I think for everyone it's different. I don't think that some people use goddess more than other people use it. And it's just a word for me that I feel like calls me forth on a daily basis because just my name alone, I don't think, calls me forth. But that just added to it makes it a little bit more intense. But no, I really love that. And how do you incorporate embodying those qualities in your daily life? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I think about a lot with myself, I'm not a mom mm. yet, but I do think about what does it mean when you see a mom or a parent like caring for their kid and you see them like tucking them to bed or you see them arranging their seat in the car just so or whatever. There's a kind of tenderness that is so sweet and powerful and kind. I think about that a lot in terms of how to have that energy towards myself and how if I wake up feeling really tired, how I will let myself lay there for 10 more minutes and sort of like pet my own hair to like to comfort myself, you know, and I feel like that that's kind of goddess energy. It's like the energy of nurture and caretaking and not moving too quick and okay with saying I'm running late. If that's not a totally inappropriate situation, 
but just being really true to what your needs are as a human being and not being ashamed that some days you may feel tired or some days you may feel really, really energetic and to balance your life according to how you feel and not what you feel like you should be doing all the time. I can definitely relate to that. And it's really just like honoring your own inner rhythm and, and honoring where you feel that you're at in each and every moment and not judging yourself like you need to be or feel or do something different than maybe what's happening in that moment. And I think that especially as women, a lot of us get caught up in the shoulds and the coulds those kind of things, and also looking externally for our joy and or our nourishment, when really it just comes with tuning into what's going on internally. And maybe just like, I love how you said, laying there and giving yourself those extra five minutes to just relax and lay there in your bed and kind of nourish yourself as you would, you know, your child. You know, it's funny because I have a stepson and in the morning, like, we wake him up. And it's the first wake up so he can just lay there and look at the ceiling and then we go back and get him again. So it's a slow process and like a gentle one. We plan it so it's gentle for him. And yet a lot of us don't do that for ourselves. So I really love that you added that aspect. The main thing about this idea of being a goddess or self-care or whatever, there's a feeling sometimes that self-care has to mean a bubble bath or a day at the spa that self-care can be putting an hour and 15-minute breaks between your meetings so that you can walk and get coffee between them. It doesn't have to be something so typically self-care. Like self-care can be setting your alarm for 15 minutes earlier so that you can feel like you're luxuriating in your bed. Yeah. Self-care, you know, it's funny because I literally just ran a little event when I was in New York City the other day. And I absolutely was talking about self-care, but it wasn't like being in a bath and doing those kind of things. I was talking about looking at your finances and getting your finances in order and pulling the Band-Aid off and actually getting clarity around your finances. And people wouldn't think of that and like going into your bank account daily like is self-care. And people wouldn't think of that necessarily as self-care, but it is self-care. Absolutely. It's just another form of it, being responsible with your finances. So I think these little things that we might not necessarily think of as self-care right off the bat are, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So I think you have to some pretty cool stuff when it comes to like your business. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you really bring these qualities of like taking care of yourself and nourishing yourself, goddess kind of embodiment into your business as well? Yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite subjects. Mm. So what I do is I do personal storytelling work. So how to use your personal story and the things that are truest to you to support you in delivering your message, right? And so a lot of people think, okay, I have to tell my story because someone told me stories connect. And so I need to get out there and start telling my story. And so they sit down and they think, okay, who's my audience? What's the story that applies to them, right? And then they start trying to like write their story, their talk they're giving, they have 15 minutes or whatever. And for me, that's totally backwards. In our curriculum, the place that you start is in deep, unedited story exploration. So the first thing that you do is you really just look at who are the influential people in my life? What have been the major turning points? What are my values? What were the events that shaped them? 
And you really, really take your time in that process. Our first session is a three-hour session. And it's like you're really no stone unturned. You're taking that time to reflect on yourself and how you came to value and believe in the things you believe in. And what I think is interesting about that is we've now worked with just over 2,000 people from 69 different countries. So like wide variety of cultures. And one of the things that I think is so interesting is almost everybody says, wow, I've never made space for myself to reflect on my life in such a spacious way, right? With three hours to really like look back at your life and who you are. And to me, knowing yourself that well and reflecting on yourself and giving yourself the time to really look into the things that shape who you are, that is part of bringing forth your goddess energy, bringing forth the divine within you, having you understand who you are and what has made you you is such an important part of being a human, in my opinion. But it's also a really important part once you start then deciding to craft a narrative to share with your audience. It's really important that you're not just telling a good story, but that you're telling your truest story. Because it's your truest story that holds the deepest connection, potential for connection between you and your audience. And not just telling a good story because it's like, oh, they'll relate to this, so let me tell them this. But actually finding that story that when you tell it, you feel so rounded and like yourself. Even if it's a difficult story to tell, it makes you feel like the most honest person you are. I think that those qualities of like honesty, truth, are ones that reside from our higher self, not our lower selves or how we'd operate on a lower vibration. And thus, like qualities of what I would deem as operating in more of like a goddess state from that higher self place, from that truth telling, that honest, integrable place. And I also love that each of us has really so many stories within us to share and to tell that really can heal and support other people, which I think is such a powerful tool. Yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, this is the amazing part of this work for me is just how quickly the room shifts and culture shifts when you are willing to stand in all of who you are, right? Mm -hmm. We've all been there where we're sitting in the audience and all of a sudden, you know, we're used to listening to things from people on stages and it's like yada, yada, yada. Even if it's interesting, we're still listening only 75%, right? But then Mm -hmm. when someone gets up there and they say something that's so meaningful to them, you can literally feel it Mm. in the audience. Like the Mm. quality of the energy is really different. And it's that truth telling energy. It's that old integrity energy. And it's really interesting. So an example of this is that I have a client. He works at a university and he works on brain science. He's a neurologist. And he's really researching what is the fundamental issue in someone with a depressed brain. We don't know that. We don't know scientifically what is going on in someone's mind yet. So anyway, Mm. the point is that he had the opportunity to speak at a big event on his campus for that Netflix show, 13 Reasons. That is a Netflix show about suicide. You know, it was a really, really difficult speaking spot for him because it was 3,000 students 
and he was standing between them and the main show. And it's one of those things where some doctor comes up on stage, some nerdy scientist comes up on stage, everyone's talking, they're getting their seats, they're switching seats, they're on their phones. And what normally happens in that situation is that some person just stands on stage and sort of talks and some of the people listen and some of the people don't. That's just how those kind of short announcement things go. He was just on there for two minutes to give a little bit of a spiel about his project. Mm-hmm. But we work together, and this is where that energy that I'm talking about comes in. We work together to open it with his personal story about why he's so interested in depression. And so he got up there, it was so loud, I saw the video of it, so loud, so chaotic, people walking everywhere, and he introduced himself. The first thing he said was, I've had two family members try to commit suicide. And I have to say the pain of being helpless in that situation is a unique kind of pain that is so hard to handle. And it was like, Mm. you saw the entire room, people stopped in their tracks. The people who were walking stopped. Everybody turned to the stage and because they heard that in his voice. And then he said, and so that is why I am doing this massive research project on depression, because I am interested in unlocking what it is that truly causes someone to get depressed on that level. Now he has the attention of the audience in such a different way for his ask, which was to text in some number to get to be a part of this research. But the reason why I share that story is because I think so many times we operate in these professional settings. We think, oh, we're a leader. We can't be too personal. They can't see how bad I am or how hard it's been for me. And actually, the truth is, is that is your pathway to connection is that level of authenticity, being willing to share your truth in that way that makes your heart beat fast. That's like, Someone can tell that that's happening to you on stage and they'll respect you for that. And that's what the crux of this work is about, is bringing forth that really, really potent, powerful human goddess energy to really deliver your message in a way that is so meaningful to you that it has to be meaningful to the audience. Yeah, this is such a powerful thing. I mean, and it's really like what I hear as well. It's like accessing a level of vulnerability right, accessing this level within us that might be really scary to talk about or might be something that gives us butterflies in our stomach when we're going to talk about it. But usually that's the piece that also really makes us relatable, makes us connected to other people, and can really support us in whatever mission or vision we have because people can really get behind that. I know that you had come on one of my programs that I was running and done some work with our girls and you had put me on the spot and had me tell like a story and it was cool experience because relating and dropping into that story again and really getting to that vulnerable state allowed me to be even more relatable to a lot of the girls and a lot of the girls had reached out to me and like were so inspired by my story and didn't realize how far I had come because a lot of people see me as this person now they don't know what I've been through. So, which I think just enhances my mission that I'm on now, you know, and my vision. So I just love this piece around, I love what you do with storytelling and I love you sharing the the details and the intimate reality of what goes on when people get on stage. Yeah, that's the thing for me. It's like on that call, when you shared that story, you weren't Mm -hmm. even sharing Mm -hmm. a story. You were just answering a question and reflecting on a memory. It wasn't even this big 
manicured chair. It was just a conversation between me and you that other people were listening to. And you were sharing that story and I could feel it. Even though the group was on mute, I can feel the energy that story produced on the call of people being like, whoa. And then everybody who unmuted and talked after that, the first woman was like, okay, let me gather myself. I've been crying. And that's what's so interesting is we were on mute. We don't even know how we're impacting people. But when you bring something that's so meaningful to you, it's meaningful to the audience too. And that's the part that I think is so important to take away is that it's not vulnerability for vulnerability's sake. And it's vulnerability, meaning that you're talking about the things that are truest to you. And that is in itself meaningful to others. Yeah. Really just, I feel like honoring the truth in everything. And we're talking about the storytelling that you do and that you help people cultivate to support their mission and their vision. But it's really walking in their truth, honoring what's truest to them. And I feel like that's such an aspect of, again, embodying the goddess and like embodying your highest self, walking in your truth, makes your soul feel fucking good. I know that for sure. Right. When you're honoring your truest, what's truest for you, which necessarily isn't always going to be the same, you know, I think it kind of evolves too. And that's really self-care as well. Like I know we were talking about self-care earlier. You know, I think people don't realize, but when we betray ourselves and we're not true to ourselves, we don't speak the truth for us, that's not taking care of yourself. That's not nourishing yourself. That does more harm than good. Yeah, and I think it comes back to one of the things that it comes back to for me is what kind of world do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a world where people that have had your life experience say Think about one thing in your life that you've been through that's been challenging. Do you want to live in a world where young people that are now having that experience learn to hide it and to only hide it and to never say it and to believe that people won't like them if they knew that or people would fire them or whatever? Do you want to continue to live in that culture where people are hiding the things that are true to them? And that's a decision that we have to each make on our own. Because sometimes it's not always easy to just come out with your truth. And sometimes there are real repercussions. If you don't start coming out with your truth in this generation, you're just sort of kicking the can to the next, right? Culture does shift. I mean, it really does. It does change, but it changes because people take risks and they're willing to be who they are out loud. And so that's what this work is about for me is how to shift culture to be more open and honest and understanding and reflective of who we truly are, even if it feels risky and even if it is risky. And most importantly, when it feels that way is when you should be doing it because usually there is so much more on the other side, not just for you, but for so many people that you're impacting as well. Exactly. So... On the overall, live your truest self and really honor that truth, which sometimes means getting up on stage and telling a story from a really vulnerable space or laying in bed and giving yourself an extra 10 minutes. (laughs) Right. Sleep. (laughs) Or just lay there. (laughs) Right. At the foundation, it's about being honest with yourself and Mm -hmm. being honest with yourself. People are always like, I'll tell this story if it helps someone else. My invitation and sort of my methodology is let it be for you because watching Mm. you stand in your truth is extraordinarily helpful to other people. 
it's not necessarily the content always that's like, oh, this is tit for tat, so helpful to this person because they've been through this. But you modeling what it looks like to be a leader and to be willing to be a leader who's willing to share the vulnerable truth, that is, when you do that for yourself, that's when you really have this power to shift culture, like I'm saying, and change the conversation for everybody in the room. Oh, Heather, you're amazing. The listeners that are listening in today want to connect with you, learn more about what it is that you do. Where can they best find you? Yeah, you can best, the Million Person Project is the name of our project, and we are millionpersonproject.org. And so you could go there. There's like free tools and different trainings. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I encourage you guys to do so. And Heather, thanks so much for joining on the podcast today. Really, really appreciate you popping in and sharing your wisdom and some nuggets of gold with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you enjoyed the episode with Heather and I. And until next time, really go, you guys, I'm wishing you an amazing day. And make sure that you share this podcast or this episode with anyone that you know it could really impact or make a difference for. Bye for now.